the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opening bell report on CNBC. We have the Dow down 34 points to start this Monday morning, and the NASDAQ at five-point loss. The Dow, by the way, at... Welcome in. Good morning. Adieu, adieu to you and you and you. Oh, it's going to be one of those weeks, isn't it? Stayed up late. Watched the Grammys. Pay for it in the morning. Pope stuns the world by stepping down February 28th. That doesn't necessarily stun the world, but had he stepped down to, say, get into private equity or cash in, jump over the private sector, that would stun the world. SP 500 down one, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 34, the Nasdaq down five. Okay. 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 I want to do one more. Okay. Thanks to Friday's low volume gain, the market hasn't had a losing week in six weeks. Now's the time to bet on a losing week. The bid for seven straight weeks begins today. And if current futures indications hold and the market opening holds and if things play out the way they should today, it's pretty darn flat. Those market numbers I just gave you, not anything to jump up and down about. Prospect of an uneventful day seems pretty high. I do a little television spot right before I come on radio. And there really wasn't much to say. Apple's developing a, a watch. Woo-hoo! 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 Yeah, there you I can't even fake the excitement, right? We'll talk about that. Could it be cool? It could be cool. Is it enough of a product to get excitable about on a bottom line basis? Not much. I think probably the coolest feature would be something like, hey, your iPhone's close by. So in theory, you never have to lose a phone again if you have your watch on. We'll talk about that. Hey, most markets were closed today in observance of the Lunar New Year out of China. It's the year of the snake. Bad things tend to happen in the year of the snake. I know you're saying, you're making that up. No, 9-11 happened in the year of the snake. Stock market crash back in 29 happened in the year of the snake. I can't just get, I just, I can't get that excited. What do you want to talk about today? Money, investing, or more? Taylor Swift still won't return my phone calls. 
Why? Why? Dr. Eric Schmidt, who you know you're cool when people refer to you as doctor, and you're not exactly practicing as a physician, if you know what I'm saying. He's selling a large chunk of his Google shares. Hey, he left the company as CEO, turned it back over to Sergey Brin, Larry Page. Uh, Larry Page. Is it Larry Page? That feels about right. Doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Do it with me. It just doesn't matter. He's selling some insider shares, and the stock's hit an all-time high, 52-week high last week, and it just feels like, eh, old guy selling out to make a little bit of money to buy a boat, old guy selling out to buy a car, diversify. You get the idea, right? So it's down 1% today on that news. Again, you really can't get crazed over anything like that, hopefully. Hopefully, but maybe. Uh, What else do we need to know? I think that's about it, right? Everyone, please, drive safely. Google's out of Mountain View, California. It's important to note that Larry Page also... A doctor, but no one refers to him as Dr. Larry Page, like they refer to as Dr. Eric Schmidt. Sergey Brin's just a mister. No big title in front of his name. It's Larry Page, CEO. Uh, sequester update. President Barack Obama heads into the State of the Union. With very limited evidence, the Republicans are inclined to accede to his demand that any sequester replacement include an equal amount of spending cuts and revenue increases through tax reform. Senator John McCain said over the weekend, would I look at some revenue closers? Maybe so. But we've already just raised taxes. Why do we have to raise taxes again? Taxes is a percentage of GDP. Not that big of an increase. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi said on Fox that there's already been plenty of spending cuts. So they're both kind of saying the same thing, right? Should be a fun, fun month of February into the cuts in March. Our economy is recovering and our politicians are blowing it. U.S. Airways Group and AMR announced an $11 billion merger later this week, assumed. 14 months after AMR filed for bankruptcy and the merger would make it the world's largest airline. Tesla's going to report numbers today. They're expected to report a big old loss. Yay! <laughs> right? With Tesla, we're just looking at uh, production. Is it ramping up or not? Are they meeting their deadlines or not? Like I said... Other than Taylor Swift's opening performance last night at the Grammys, I love you, Taylor. There's not much to get excited about. And I saying, I saw that opening performance, and it wasn't that good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, we're going to get some wonky economic data. Why? Why? Because of a little snowstorm. Which, for the record, I hate that we've nicknamed it Nemo. 
Why do we need to name our winter storms? Okay, I get naming hurricanes because we track them as aggressively as we do. This is total weather channel. Just bull. Bull BS, right? Naming a winter storm. Just trying to get more commercial time. This winter storm brought to you by Finding Nemo. <laughs> oh, good God. It's quiet in the markets. Hey, did I mention that Pope Benedict's going to resign? Okay, I probably did. So, any last things that I need to hit? Probably not. We'll talk about buying a home. The most important things to figure out is location, location, location. School districts in there. The position on the lot. How the home sits on the lot in relation to the street. Or the overgrown oak, all key elements. Crime in the neighborhood, key element. Walkability. The character of the neighborhood, fixer-upper, not fixer-upper. Taxes. All things to consider. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't be shy. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. KDOW rather than owe any taxes at all. Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Pretty happy last night to see Mumford and Sons win the top prize album of the year. But it still takes me back to 1989 when the Hard Rock Metal Award for the Grammys went to Jethro Tull over Metallica. Just again, terminally out of touch comes to mind as far as the phrase that pays. R&B newcomer Frank Ocean kind of made his coming out. It was kind of a coming out party last night. Goche, fun. Fun, Goche, and Mumford and Sons, all bands featured on the show. At least weeks before you knew about them. That's about all I have for you. Please, everyone, please turn out the lights on your way out. Listen to Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. The Dow is down 49. The NASDAQ down 10, the SP 500 down 3. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton to talk all things financial. One of the things I want to talk about is a vacation home. I think it's an ideal that I personally want to have a vacation home in Tahoe, but before I get there, I, I, I forget I'm going to have to put a TV in it. Am I going to put renters in it? Will the renters take good care of it so that when I go, it's still in good shape? What do you think about some uh, vacation home ideas? I think now's a good time to look at doing it. Okay. I mean, you've got a big drop in real estate prices, so the people that are typically doing it are those that are a little bit wealthier, probably on track for retirement, you hope. 
Um, you really got to determine how much you're going to use it. So I find a lot of people go buy a vacation home and they haven't been really vacationing that much. Right. So they buy it and they're not using it that much. Um, and we can kind of fall in love when we go to Costa Rica and we go, oh, this is beautiful. And, yeah. you know, the people at the cabbies are pushing vacation homes there. And you're in love and you're romantic and you make a bad decision because Costa Rica sucks. <laughs> um, and it takes you a couple minutes outside that country to realize it sucks. But when you're there, you're in the moment. Yeah, and you get you know, buying in the moment's always bad. That's when people, most people buy timeshares, right? Yep. It's in the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. You get free tequila. <laughs> That's kind of where I was going at with that. And sitting through those timeshares, I hear people go, yeah, I do two or three of those free vacations a year, and you have to sit through timeshares and that timeshare pitch, and, you know, just don't bring your checkbook. I'd rather die than sit through a pitch like that. Yeah, you know, and then people that look at buying vacation homes in Tahoe and stuff like that, a lot of them are Bay Area people, and they've got large mortgages already. Right. And if you buy a second home, there's a limit, you know, right around $1.1 million of how much mortgage debt you can have to be able to write it off. Um, now, you could get a second home and use it as a rental property and write it off as a Schedule C, or on your Schedule E, rather. Um, and, you know, if it creates a loss, potentially write that off. But most people in the Bay Area that can afford a uh, vacation home are making over $150,000 a year, right? Right. Which, at that point, you start losing the ability to take losses right uh, from your schedule e it gets suspended until you sell a property so a lot of people get into the idea of a second home thinking i'm going to rent it out i'm going to create some income and i'll have a tax deduction sure and it might not be so before you do it make sure it fits in your overall financial plan because it's it's not it might not be the best use of money but also run it through um projections right go say pretend that you are going to have the parental property for a full year look at the last year's tax return and tell your cpa to run it as if you had the property and you can see what the overall effect is on your tax brackets. I'm sure CPAs love doing made-up scenarios. Hey, like if that. you have a CPA that doesn't love doing that, yeah. then get a new one. Okay. Fair. I mean, it's 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 something that's really important to to have because most CPAs end up with too many clients and and they're too busy to run the what-if scenarios. But yeah. it's so important, especially if real estate issues, stock options, estate planning issues, to have a CPA that's more than willing to meet with you and charge you you know a couple hundred bucks an hour to do those those mock. Uh, returns. Another scenario that we should talk about when buying a vacation home that you may rent, you may not, you know, may retire in, is a lot of times things change. Like, for instance, I'd love a Tahoe vacation home to retire into. But I'm imagining that I'll be able to shovel snow in 20, 30 years, and I may not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, be careful what you, your lifestyle may change. Uh, you may no longer like living in the desert or vacation in the desert. Uh, when you're old, you're, you know, you can cook in that kind of stuff and, and be left to die, and vultures will circle around you and eat your eyeballs out. So <laughs> you may not really like that home 10, 20 years from now. That's yep. what I'm getting at. Yeah, so d- definitely until you've traveled many places, don't buy, don't buy that vacation home. Uh, home away but, from home. You know, I know a lot of people that still ski in their 70s and 80s that are really, really you happy. You do not. I do. You do not. I have several clients. Being in, from you know, having clients across California all the way up to the northwest – um, some clients, you know, spend the spring and summer in the Northwest, and then they'll go to Colorado for six months a year. Yeah. So. Different conversation for a different day. You're listening to me, Rob Black, and that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton at NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. So one of the big stories out there today is tied towards uh, an iWatch. Apple developing a wristwatch. Cycle of speculation starting to ramp up on this one. For the record, I own shares of Apple. 
Um, no additional details other than, you know, it's experimenting with designs. How stylish would it be? How much glass will it be? Um, how expensive would it be? How bulkiness, battery life. You know, last year I played around with a Nike fitness fuel band. It was cute, but you had to keep plugging it in. That's where the smartwatch kind of failed and flopped. There was a story out this weekend that Steve Jobs said before he died that if he had the energy, he would like to take on Detroit with an Apple car. Apple and Google clearly going to battle it out on the roadways, down the road, powering up an operating system. Interesting to note that it's interesting to note that uh, what Apple had problems with its maps probably would be a very, very, very bad thing to have a problem emerge with their car if that were to ever happen. So I think everyone would snicker about it. I think you'd see stories about it on uh, Letterman. You know, clearly, it'd be. Easy joke material, right? To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. U.S. Airways CEO, Doug Parker. Trying to get together and uh, combine with American Airlines. Trying to do it before and failed. The deal would mark a career achievement. Longest serving CEO amongst airlines. It also complete the industry consolidation that began in 2005 when His America West merged with U.S. Airways. That reduced the number of full-service air carriers in the United States to just three. And it gave them the ability to bolster uh, airfares, uh, the, you know, bolster the ability to, to raise airfares and fees everywhere. Flying ain't what it used to be, right? I don't even know what that means. I said I sound old. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Earnings and yearnings. The week that just concluded, more than half the members of the SP 500 have now reported their earnings for the December quarter. Better than expected. That's the bottom line. Better than expected. Expectations were for about a 2.4% increase in earnings. We'll get about 3% so far. Bit of a surprise. Price action suggests the stock market is basically looking past the first half of the year and looking towards the second half of the year. You know, 3% earnings growth doesn't exactly ring the bells. I know you're saying, ring the bells. Please don't sing. Please don't sing. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. Chevron, Exxon, Valero. They were the big positive surprises that helped drive the fourth quarter earnings growth rate. 
Um, aside from better than expected earnings, revenue growth also surprised. 67% of the companies reporting so far. Better than expected as far as revenues go. Sectors that did the best, in my opinion, as far as growth goes, financials, healthcare, and utilities. Weakest areas were energy materials and industrials. So, fourth quarter's history. We saw negative GDP growth in the fourth quarter of the United States, which is shocking because we spent, we're running up a trillion dollar deficit every year. And to say a trillion dollar deficit, you have to say to yourself, shouldn't we be growing better than negative? Or what's the point? You know, currency translation was a negative factor for a lot of multinational companies. Growth in China is improving. Europe is weak. Fiscal uncertainty in the United States is impeding spending. Get ready for it. We're going to talk more and more about the sequester. I know you're saying, did I just hear a thump? Was that your head hitting the microphone because you fell asleep because you were talking about the sequester? About so, yeah, yeah. So, eh. We have that elusive compromise coming around the corner. The Budget Control Act, trying to you know reduce deficits by 1.2 trillion over the next 10 years. Should we cut down on our defense spending? Should we cut down on our domestic discretionary spending? There's forecasts indicating as many as 1 million jobs could soon be lost if sequestration takes place. So there's probably some negatives coming in the stock market. We've had just too easy of a run. And again, I'm all for it. Burning downhill is great, but you still get winded. You still get tired at some point. Hey, I love the rise in stock prices. You know, I'll, I'll preach the hem of risk management, though. You cannot be the three monkeys. Three monkeys. See no evil, hear no evil. Speak no evil. Melissa McCarthy leads Identity Thief to its biggest opening of the year. I know you're saying, Rod, the year's only... Five, six weeks old. I know, right? But Melissa McCarthy stole the box office show. I did it a thief. She and Jason Bateman easily ran away with the weekend's number one spot. $36.6 million. I wonder if anyone comes out of Identity Theft. Identity Thief saying, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen. Probably not, right? Another big national opener was Side Effects, the Steven Soderbergh-directed thriller. Ah, that's about all I got for you. I guess Melissa McCarthy, I guess if you're going to say anything about her, is that she's a big woman, and she's able to headline. The critics have been pretty mean, saying that, you know, the only thing she has going for her is that she's big and she makes fun of her bigness. We have another person like that in the history of movies. His name was... What was his name? John, John, John. 
No, not Kathy Bates. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Help me. Help me, people. John Candy. Good God. He was big and poked fun at himself. Probably wasn't going to win an Academy Award in his lifetime, if you know what I'm saying. Pope Benedict resigned papacy for health reasons. I know you're saying, you, you got any Pope Benedict jokes? <laughs> no. He no longer has the strength to lead the world's 1.2 billion Catholics. He's the 265th leader of the Roman Catholic Church. So he's going to step down basically two months before his 86th birthday. 70% of the world's Catholics hail from developing countries. Pope Benedict will have no role in choosing his successor. But odds makers already started to come out with numbers. I know you're saying, is that possible? People are betting on who's the next Pope. It's possible. Oh, why do we keep seeing stories like this? Three dead in Delaware courthouse shooting in Wilmington. A shooting in a Delaware County courthouse in Wilmington resulted in the deaths of at least three people. Five people were shot. Should we walk to the courthouse lobby and when confronted by the police? Sparked the exchange of gunfire. All comes from a domestic dispute involving a husband and a wife. One of the women killed was the shooter's wife. Let her go. Let her go. Good God. Prices for single-family homes climbed in almost 88% of the U.S. cities in the fourth quarter. An improving job market. Really? A low interest rate environment? Yeah. Home prices rose about 8.3% in December from a year earlier. The biggest jump since May 2006. The housing recovery showed no signs of slowing in the final stages of 2012. National median price of an existing single-family home, $178,900. Best performing area is one of the worst performing areas during the downturn. Erie, Pennsylvania saw a 6% drop. Poor Erie, Pennsylvania. Median selling price fell 7.9% in Kingston, New York. Phoenix prices up 34% year over year. Still couldn't pay me to live in Phoenix. I like to visit Phoenix. It's one of those cities that everyone seems to be slim. Says so the pudgy, puffy guy. I get a lot of uh, play. As women want the teddy bear to take home in love. Oh. Let's see, what else do we have to hit today? China surpassed the United States to become the world's biggest trading nation in 2012. Now you can sit there and go, that's not cool. America's lost its power. Fair enough. 
Um, fair enough. You can either moan and groan or join it. Invest in plays that are tied towards Asia. That's my advice, or that's my thought. Rob's thought of the day. People say stupid things. And usually we don't have a way of holding that against them. It's unfortunate. Bill Griffith, sweet guy. He on CNBC. He once said, you know, now that the Dow has passed the 10,000 mark, what do investors do with their portfolios? The easy answer is to question. The easiest answer to that question is nothing. So right after he said that the Dow went to 7,500, now look where it is today. 14,000. And at one point in time, you could say he looked like an idiot. And now you could say he looks almost genius-like. That goes back to September 2000. Mark Haynes told Nightline, there are an awful lot of people out there who are a lot better off as a result of watching CNBC. I doubt that. I doubt, I very much so doubt that people are better off. CBC gives away easy answers. Hard facts are a lot better as far as an investor uh, to focus in on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. Stocks are heading lower so far today. NASDAQ's down 8. Dow's down 35. SP 500's down 2. Stocks are heading lower so far. In large part, We've had six up weeks. Novo Nordisk shares are plunging after delay in a drug approval in the United States. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. You'll drop back your money. I'm Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're looking... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Just looking back at some notes from a year ago. A year ago, I told you I was buying Simper Energy. Stock's up 30% since then. It's just not a sexy stock. Um, that's one of the problems with talking stocks and talking investing and what have you. Some things just aren't easy to talk about, fun to talk about. And I... You know, side on the. I err on the side of caution more often than not. Earnings, they're good. They're great. 
Today we see things like Mexico's industrial production increase 2% in December. Mexico's doing okay. United States, not so much. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Commodities sold off notably this morning. A Cyprus finance minister said it would not accept a positive bail-in plan. Um, are we talking Greece? Like, oh, what a buzzkill. Sanofi, up 3%. They plan to acquire common stock of Regeneron. Sprint and Excel in the news today. New York Post reported the Federal Communication Commission, the FCC, is going to move ahead with its original timetable for the SoftBank Sprint deal. A lot of people didn't think that was going to get challenged. It got a little bit of challenge. Not terribly much. Dividends are topping bond yields by the most in two decades. Showing you again how people are searching for, hunting for, going after the obvious. 1,600 stocks in the Morgan Stanley Country Index. 1,600 stocks pay an average of about 2.7% of their share price as dividends. That compares to about 2.6% yield in investment-grade bonds. So, dividends matter, don't matter? I don't know. Again, we've had six out of seven up weeks. We get President Barack Obama heading into the State of the Union address. Very little evidence the Republicans are inclined to play along. So that's going to become drama. Ain't it me? Save the drama for your mama. Um... Drama may be the thing that pulls back the market. Not necessarily economic data, but drama. Three dead in a Delaware courthouse shooting in Wilmington. Pope Benedict, XVI, is going to resign for health reasons. Who's your favorite pope? Um... This is kind of a story, but not much of one. San Francisco opened a $4.8 billion sewer bond effort. So they're going to sell initial test of investors. They're going to sell them on the idea or not. $335 million in bonds backed by wastewater revenue. First of about $5 billion in planned borrowings. California's fourth most populous municipality. Moody's increased our ratings for the city of San Francisco. So San Francisco said, look, we're going to borrow money. We want f- almost $5 billion. And to, to pay you back or put up you know, our money where our mouth is, we'll give you some of that you know, money coming in from wastewater revenue. Treatment facility. $2 billion treatment facility. Oh, my. Right? So there's some news out there. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, 
I can't I can't talk about the Microsoft Surface. I just don't feel it. The Surface Pro will it be in a tech museum one day or will it just become totally irrelevant? Some people are loving it. Went on sale February 9th. Tablet form factor, detachable keyboard, touch screen. It wants to be an iPad. It just isn't. Yay, it's got flash memory. Yay, like an iPad. It's got a place where you can do download applications like an iPad. But ultimately, it's not an iPad. The Surface Pro starts about $900. It's $300 more than the cheapest 32-gigabyte RT and $200 more than a 64-gigabyte iPad. You can run two applications at the same time, but ooh, it just feels fringe. It feels like it's on the edge. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Home prices rise in 88% of U.S. cities. Feels good. I would not confuse that with real financial news. Ooh, guess what's coming up this month or this week? Valentine's Day. And I say a good game of Yahtzee is what the two of you should do. Save your do re me. And play a good game of Yahtzee. And when you hit Yahtzee, scream Yahtzee! So everyone knows that you're in love. I'm not going to sell that, am I? It's Rob Black and your money. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Here's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Financial Life. Teddy bear and a free box. Color copies in store. Good morning. Welcome in. Welcome to the show. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Black Keys won three Grammys. It kind of got split a little bit. Top honors were spread amongst multiple artists. Go chase somebody that I used to know won record of the year. Band Fun won best new artist and song of the year for We Are Young. Babel for Mumford & Sons won Album of the Year. It's tough to disagree with some of that. Ew. Still not missing Whitney Houston. Black Keys will get a nice bump. They're probably the big winners as far as uh, selling albums goes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Take a look at the top business stories today. It's a day where very low volume last week. We had an up week on the S&P 500, down on the Dow. Financials are outperforming today, which is nice. U.S. Bank up. Citigroup up. Wells Fargo up. Stifle Nicholas given the upgrade of this sector. Apple's up 8 bucks. A lot of people are expecting a massive dividend to be announced sometime in the next 14 days, either after tomorrow's Goldman Sachs conference ends 
and or when the board of directors meets at the end of this month. Maybe it'll be a one-time dividend. Maybe it'll be a bigger buyback. Maybe it'll be preferred shares. No one really knows. Maybe a combination of a bigger dividend with bigger buyback. Stock will pay a lot of money. That's the concept. It'll pay a lot of money. In its lifetime, it's going to make a lot of money. Um, this iPhone 5S photos leaking. Yeah. Can't get really excited by that, can you? Kind of been there, done that. CBS is having an interesting month. CBS got the Grammys. CBS got the Super Bowl. CBS is getting the Academy Awards. Home prices rose in 88% of U.S. cities. It's nice. We'll take it, right? Median home in the United States, about 178900 bucks, maybe 179000 The only real thing that I can get out of that story for you is that at some point in time, people will look around and say, you know what, why do I have a million-dollar home? I need an $800,000 home. Or I can buy five median homes for the home that I'm paying for here. Again, all markets are different. It's all about location, location, location. I think you get where I'm going at with this. I hope you do. Let's do the old adjust the microphone on the fly. Because that's what I that's how I roll. That's how I roll. I know you're saying you live dangerously black. Stocks are retreating. CSP five hundred hits a five year high. All ten industry groups kind of weak today. Extremely overbought. Doesn't mean we can't go higher. You gotta be wary of little air pockets here and there. President Barack Obama. He's going to present legislative priorities for the year in his annual State of the Union address to the Joint Session of Congress Tuesday evening. I remember as a kid, what a bummer. Like he would eat into primetime television. He'd be like, bummer. Um, AOL, up two bucks. RBC Capital Markets upgraded the company to outperform Web publisher owns Huffington, Puff, Huffington Post, TechCrunch. It's up 10% so far in the month of February. Uh, Google, a little bit lower. Dr. Eric Schmidt, he's going to sell about $2.5 billion of the company. He became extremely wealthy. He was with Sun Microsystems and jumped to Novell and turned that stock from like a $4 stock into a $16 stock. Eventually, I don't even know where it went. Is it even publicly traded anymore? I don't think so. Novell once had the uh, operating system, and they kind of gave it up. They once had a a word perfect uh, word processing solution. They kind of lost that. Everyone thought that uh, Linux was going to save the company. Not so much. But Schmidt, he makes money. He made money, left Sun Microsystems, went to Novell, he made shareholders money. 
went to Google, kind of made shareholders money, although he's been out of it for about a year. He's now chairman of the company. But I'm not saying he left the company in shambles, because that's not true. But the stock has rallied basically nonstop since he's left. Apple, big story in the business section of the New York Times that Apple is considering, get this, get this, a watch. Now, a lot of stuff's going to start getting interconnected. A new operating system update is going to allow you to start using your Apple television product with your phone. There's some good stuff coming, maybe. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, I'm just not that excited by a watch. Although, you know, it's a lot more wearable than, say, a pair of glasses, Google Glass. Justin Timberlake, big winner. Last night. Last night's Grammys. Um, Kate Upton, the Swimsuit 2013 issue of Sports Illustrated is a billion-dollar franchise, according to Forbes. What's interesting to note about that, Kate Upton's going to be on the cover of the second consecutive year. She is... uh, I'm not going to say odd-looking, but almost surreal. I'm looking at the cover right now. It's shot in the Antarctic, and it calls it Polar Bear, B-A-R-E. Polar Bear, get it? Mm, me neither. But, uh... Four women have been the cover model three times. So will she get it next year? Kathy Ireland. Tied towards it. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. $35 million in ad sales. A billion dollar franchise. I know you're saying, Wow. I could have thought that one up. That doesn't take a rocket scientist genius. No, that's fair. So Valentine's Day, right around the corner. Don't spend a bundle. Nice card should do. I know you're saying you're losing you're losing street credibility with the ladies. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of going into debt. Don't let love lead to debt. You can have a nice, cheap picnic date. Uh, there's so much you could do without spending a lot of money. Museums. Show that you're cultured and not in a bacterial kind of way. It's Rob Black and Money, the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're looking at a major problem coming off the Altamont Pass where there was a car on fire. It's on the shoulder on westbound 580 between North Flint Road and Greenville. Fire crews are on the scene and they're blocking the right lane, but traffic is backed up solid from 205 and then past the fire scene from Fallon. Period of time and you get the trend. That's why Fed officials say they want to see three to Amazon announced today it signed an agreement with CBS. It's going to bring the forthcoming summer TV series Under the Dome by Stephen King to Amazon's Prime Instant Video. 
Uh, it's unusual because it allows Amazon Prime members to stream all the series episodes four days after their initial broadcast instead of 24 hours after. Yeah, that was the speculation. CBS at least is willing to experiment with streaming online, even if it's not offering same-day viewing. So CBS ordered 13 episodes of the series in November. Innovative financing, kind of the name of the game these days. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers, see what we have going today on the markets. Um, first, let's look a little at the fear. Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.96%. NASDAQ down 1. Dow down 15. SP 500 down fractions. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, question for you. We talk about setting priorities to get to where you want to in your life, you know, enough money for retirement, enough money for a house, enough money for your kid's college, enough money for an emergency fund. But that's only step one. Step two has to be having a budget. A budget's not fun. A budget's not sexy. You know, most people live paycheck to paycheck, and they kind of hope that they have enough money in the last two, three, four days of the month and that they're not bouncing checks. Let's talk budgets. Well, yeah, and, and let's talk the fact that, you know, people come in and everything runs off your budget. I mean, even yeah. your asset allocation, especially in retirement, um, your whole asset allocation, how much you have in cash, stocks, bonds, real estate, it, it's all driven on how much you're going to spend at a gross level in retirement from your income needs to pay to keep the lights on, the entertainment, the taxes, the health care costs. It, it's all run based on the budget. And a lot of people come in for a financial plan, right, without having done the work on their own. How much do you spend on a monthly basis? And you, and you hear this on radio all the time. People are, they call in and they were asked, they're asked that question. They him and hum, they don't really know. So when you have a budget, it's kind of humiliating because, again, you start factoring in just strange concepts. Phil Mickelson he was, got famous for basically saying California was too expensive for him, that his taxes, his 39% income tax, his 13% state income tax, so that's 52% right there, his 6% payroll tax, oh my. He's like, when he's all said and done, he's like, I'm paying 62 to 63% of my income to taxes. And then you get people like me who say, you've got to save 15% of your salary. So he's right there at 77% of his income goes out the door before he has anything to spend on coffee, cars, houses, his wife. <laughs> What's well, his marginal bracket? So first of all, if he's really at that rate, he needs to get a new advisor and a new CPA. <laughs> so, but it is it, it is it is hard because there's so many things you can do, especially when you're self-employed like yeah. like that guy is, um, to to shelter that. Um, you know Phil Mickelson. You know who Phil Mickelson. Yeah, the golfer. Okay, right. lefty. Yeah, and he quickly apologized after he said all that. Um, Look, the, the the thing is, is that you've got you can't do any financial planning until you get a handle on your spending. Until you, you really sit there and itemize what you do. And if you're wealthy, you don't tend to say, "I'm only going to spend X number of dollars per month on eating out." You tend to just track it so that you know on a quarterly basis, are you above or below where you projected yourself to be on an annual basis? And and that's part of your annual financial review, if not biannual review, is to say, "What did I spend over the last six to twelve months versus what I projected myself to spend?" Right. And there's so many tools out there. Um, our clients get a wealth management site that tracks all their investments, does all their projections. It also can track their spending, much like Mint.com um, can do. LearnVest is another, LearnVest.com is another uh, 
place that has a tool like that that's had some good reviews. It's the first step. Before you hire a financial advisor, you really need to get a handle on your expenses because it might be your own eye-opener to say, oh, I spend too much money in this area, and I could be saving that for retirement. Yeah, I spend too much money on restaurants, that's for sure. Yeah. And until you actually have software like Mint or you know, any sort of budgeting software, you can't really be honest with yourself. And again, I like the visual. When you see it, and you're like, whoa, I spent $18,000 last year on restaurants. You're like, that's a lot of money. I could have eaten at home and saved a ton. Well, and it, it will also, based on your zip code and your region, it'll tell you how much other families are spending in those same categories. So you can get an idea. Are you way overboard? Or are you in line with what the average person is doing? Anything else that we need to know about budgeting? Um, when it's longer-term budgeting and forecasting, again, it's being realistic about how you want life to be okay. and, and figuring those items in so you can make those decisions, as we talked about many times before. Is it sometimes just working a couple of more years can allow you to achieve so many more of your goals at a more safe level in terms of how much money you have to live till age 100 versus retiring at a specific age. So if you're 50 years old and you're projecting outward, say, I still want to have this RV. I want to have this vacation home. I want to be able to remodel my house. Setting those into your longer-term budget and cash flow will help you be realistic about your retirement date. Um, and too many people are retiring early, or they retire, and then they come in for a plan after that, and it's a very painful conversation. And I've seen people literally in tears to, to, and tell them, you, you retired too soon. You should have seen me before you turned in your notice. It's pretty common. Yeah. Because there's kind of an arrogance of it. There's kind of a, I'm all powerful, and then you realize you're really not all that powerful, and it really wasn't that much money, and it's tough to get rehired later in life. Especially in, yeah, there's a lot of age discrimination. Do you ever do anything tricky with your budget? Like, um, for instance, a lot of uh, businesses have toilet paper in the staff bathrooms. Do you ever, like, say, I'll save some money on my groceries and my toilet paper buying by just stopping off at work and grabbing some? <laughs> Those are tough times. I've been so I, don't, I haven't done that. I do. I will take a ream of paper home for my home printer, but other than that. I remember in college, I don't think I ever paid for uh, toilet paper. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm sticking to that story. And Lysol, you know how workplaces always have cans of Lysol laying around? Yeah. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, a CFP <laughs> Chad Burton. He's a certified financial planner. He manages people with wealth. You can find out more about him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, again, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, whether it be don't blow a huge amount of money on... Your Valentine? Come on, think about it. Got to save for retirement. That's pretty sexy. Or some of the top things to look for when buying real estate. I still say it's all about the three L's, location, location, location. Um, It's extremely important when it comes time to sell. You can have the worst house in the world's worst kitchen and just the bathroom. It's disgusting. But, you know, if it's a good block in a great school district, suddenly your homes can be coveted. covet of great value of great desire so of course you want I think the location is most important school district is critical um, will a company will the household its value yes no or maybe so here's a little odd business angle that you may not think about from time to time you have to think about but sports illustrated Time's biggest revenue driver 
billion dollars. The bathing suit edition, a billion dollar plus franchise, most of it in calendars. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Destination, a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the jet fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and Rob Black has a financial interest. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. As you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. One thing that you automatically think of when you think Valentine's Day is flowers, local florists, stopping and buying roses on the corner. Hopefully you don't forget. Book your reservation now. Uh, It's just not worth missing it, shall we say. Joining me now is Brian Burkhart, CEO of a floral subscription company called H. Bloom. How are you, Brian? I'm great, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, you are a successful dot-com. Give us a little bit of background on who you were before you started H. Bloom. Absolutely. Uh, my background is in the software business. So um, for about the decade before starting H. Bloom, I helped build an enterprise software company uh, there in the Bay Area from startup to over $100 million in revenue and an IPO in 2003. I recently read a uh, Business Week article about you and your company, H. Bloom, and uh, one of the things that stood out was as you left the software industry, you said, what areas haven't been improved by the Internet, and that's how you focused it on the floral industry. That's right. I took uh, the entire year in 2009 to come up with an idea for a new business to start, and essentially my thesis was to take software, and instead of starting another pure software company, if I could instead apply it to a really, really big market that hadn't used technology previously, I might get a real competitive advantage, but also have the opportunity to build a massive business. And so I settled on the $35 billion flower industry. I mean, I couldn't believe how big the U.S. flower industry is and how bereft of technology it's been up until now. You do something at H. Bloom that's referred to as floral subscriptions, which to the average consumer, we don't even think about a subscription business model in the flower industry. But... Every time you go to a hotel and there's flowers, that's typically your type of client. Yeah, that's right. We started H. Bloom uh, in April of 2010, first in New York City, and since then we've expanded to five cities total in the country, New York, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco about a year ago, and now most recently Dallas. And up until this year, we've focused on weekly subscriptions for buildings, offices, retailers, hotels, and restaurants that want to enjoy or want their clients or or tenants to enjoy this fantastic living art, but they don't want to make the buying decision every week. Uh, A floral subscription is the perfect solution for them. They can sign up with us once 
and we deliver this magnificent um, flower or flower arrangements every week. For H Bloom, the business, what it does is it's allowed us to re reduce waste, reduce spoilage to almost nothing, and as a result, we have savings that we can pass along to our customers. People can sign up or get flowers or learn more about the company by going to hbloom.com. It's hbloom.com. Why the name hbloom? What's it mean? You know, to be perfectly honest, Rob, we made it up. Um, one of the things that I loved as a business person about uh, the flower industry was that it was very big, $35 billion, and highly fragmented, 22,000 mom-and-pop shops around the country. The one downside of that is that there were 22,000 URLs with connotations of flowers that had already been taken. Uh, and so we happened upon the name H. Bloom, which we thought had references to flowers but could also potentially expand to other products eventually, and thankfully the URL was available, so we took it. And what we've heard since then from our customers is that hbloom.com is short, memorable, and it has the, the sort of luxurious connotations that we were hoping for. So I think we were just lucky to settle on a good name. Is the bottom line of your business, and please tell me if I'm wrong here, is the bottom line something along the lines of flowers for less, either as a business or as a consumer directly? Um, it's a really good question, and certainly when we started, we thought that that was going to be the biggest value proposition. Uh, and we continue to save our customers, both corporate and, and consumer customers, I would say on the order of 20 to 30% versus a traditional florist. Um, on the other hand, what we've found since investing so much in technology to run our operations efficiently and training to train our staff is that the biggest value proposition, as we hear from our customers, is the level of service that we provide. In each of the markets that we're in, we have a physical non-retail operation with floral designers making the arrangements who are full-time employees of H. Bloom and delivery folks who are driving around in an H. Bloom van, an H. Bloom uh, uniform. And we're really the only company that has a national presence that handles the process from customer order to hand delivery to a corporate or consumer customer. And that, it's that level of service that's really set us, set us apart from all the online players that you might think of today and the local mom and pop shops. You may call it service. I call it you're in massive control. You're a control freak because to pull off great service, you have to have great training and great operations. Why only five cities at this point in time? Well, um, you can imagine to, to the point that you just made about wanting to control the experience, um, as we've been rolling out to cities across the country, which the geographic expansion obviously increases our revenue, we've simultaneously been investing a tremendous amount in our software platform, everything from a trading platform that allows us to buy flowers from suppliers overseas in real time to GPS-enabled iPhone app that allows our delivery drivers to see route optimization, who they should go to first, capture a signature, take a picture of the new flower arrangement in its setting. We, we've just invested a great deal in the software platform that will allow us to expand geographically much more rapidly. And so we'll spend this year continuing to do both in parallel that should put us in a position starting next year 
to really start to, to uh, introduce new markets faster. Anything else that we need to know, Brian? You know, the biggest thing, Rob, is that up until now, we focused on this subscription business, particularly for corporate customers. But starting this year, we've introduced uh, floral gift options. Uh, and the first one is targeted directly at guys for Valentine's Day. So if you go to hbloom.com backslash hero, you can buy, starting at $60, a voluminous bundle of flowers that get delivered to your office this Thursday such that you can go home and present them to your significant other and be a real hero. And then we have a superhero collection, which is a package of three bouquets, one for delivery this Thursday, and then you can pre-select dates out into the future, either another significant date like, like an anniversary or birthday or just a random date to surprise and be able to bring those flowers home multiple times throughout the year to be a superhero. So if you've not, uh, I heard your opening for this, Rob, if, for folks who are listening, if you've not made a purchase for Valentine's Day yet, uh, you can go to hbloom.com and we can take care of it for you for Thursday. Thanks very much. It's Brian Burkhart. You can find him online at hbloom.com. That's hbloom.com. Um, flowers are nice. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, everyone enjoys getting flowers. Uh, I launched a TV show a couple years ago, and someone gave me flowers, and I was like, that's the coolest thing that's ever happened in my life. You know, doesn't have to go man to woman. It can go woman to man. So find out more at hbloom.com, or could go significant other to significant other. Uh, you can find out more at hbloom.com. That's hbloom.com. And uh, what's interesting about that story to me is how much technology there is not in the floral delivery business. Axel Rhodes once said, and I know you're saying, who's Axel Rhodes? Uh, Pendleton Scott, right? Main character. Uh, Eddie Murphy. He goes, floral, deliv- floral delivery is my life. Floral delivery is my life. There's just not that much um, technology in mom and pop f- flower delivery. So it's interesting to see. And again, uh, Three bouquets for $165. Uh, I know you're going to say, if you go to the flower stores, it is so easy to spend 100 plus bucks. Valentine's bouquet for $60. Uh, Axel Foley. Floral delivers my life. Not Axel Rhodes. Axel Rose is the lead singer of Guns N' Roses. What am I doing today? Holy mackerel. Uh, to get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Just to show you how TV works, I'm going to do a, a hit on television at 9.15 in the Bay Area on Crown 4. And uh, one of the stories I'm doing is Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. And, oh, yeah, they're going to crop the photo. So if you haven't seen the new cover of the Swimsuit Edition, it's pretty astonishing, is all I'll say. Maybe the word surreal. I know you're saying, you're starting to sound like creepy old CBS commentator. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a doll. She is a doll. Little boys across the world are going to want to uh, grow up to be photographers, right? Okay, I'll stop right there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Take a look at the market numbers. we got the SP 500 down one. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down fractions. Um, again, six up weeks, we enter into a period of a lot of uncertainty with the president's speech tomorrow night. 
sequester coming, massive spending cuts coming, recession coming, if that happens for a prolonged period of time. NASDAQ down three. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Hey, this is Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's an interesting time of the year with Valentine's right around the corner. Um, don't spend a lot. Don't break the bank. You can play games with each other. Scrabble, Monopoly, deck of cards. You can do what's called thrifting. Shopping's always fun, but if you're short on cash, go to a thrift store. Get a fur coat. Get some of the tackiest clothes of your life. Dress up in them. Have fun. Do a picnic. A little miniature golf. A little bowling. Movie night in. Not necessarily movie night out. Cook. Ice skate. Women love to ice skate men. That's... In their pedigree. Uh, speaking of pedigree, consider a pedicure. Book nail salon. Sexy date. Bring over a gallon of ice cream. Right? You don't have to spend a bundle to impress someone to show that you think of them. Um... Other issues to talk about today, I'm I'm sure there has to be some, right? (laughs) Maybe not. So, I recently read some stories about businesses that did things right. And it got me thinking, like, we tend to, like, focus on, like, the worst customer service of our life. And we shouldn't. Um, We should focus on companies that, you know, on occasion really get it perfect. They knock it out of the park, so to speak. One of them being Apple. One year, a man bought an iPad 2, and he took it to the store with a post note and basically said, wife said no. And Apple gave him a refund. So, um, and returned, you know, his... Uh, receipt with the Apple said yes, and they got an iPad. Even though his wife said no. Guy once was flying across the country, and uh, long leg of, of flying tweeted, you know, uh, hey Mortons, can you meet me at Newark Airport with a porterhouse when I land in two hours? And they did. So, a tuxedoed man holding a bag that contained a 24 ounce porterhouse shrimp, potatoes, bread, napkin, silverware. 
That's impressive because the closest Morton is about 24 miles away from Newark. And this all got done in two hours or less. There's some bread called Sansbury bread. It's a UK grocer. And a little girl asked, why is tiger bread called tiger bread? Why should it be more like giraffe bread? So the company changed the name of the bread to giraffe bread. I like it when companies do things right. Um, Southwest Airlines once held up a, a flight so a man could say goodbye to his dying grandson. The man was en route from a business trip in L.A. to his daughter's home in Denver to see his three-year-old grandson for the last time. The boy was beaten into a coma by his mother's live-in boyfriend. He was being taken off life support at 9 p.m. that evening so his organs could be used to save other lives. And Southwest held up a flight for the guy so he can get there on time. I dig that. Every now and then businesses do it right. Um, Amazon.com. A guy had a delivery for Christmas for his kids, the Sony PlayStation. And someone stole it off his doorstep the day before Christmas. And Amazon made sure that the guy got it in time. Uh, Some companies get it right. And you you need to reward them. You're saying... You're in an odd mood today. Yes, I am. Um, other stories of note today. I think this is a market that's really, really due for a correction. And when it comes... When it comes, know that, that it's okay. We haven't had a 10% correction in like 500 plus days. And that's not common. So when we get that correction, don't freak out. Take a little off the table if you're nervous. Take a little speculation off the table if you're nervous. But in no way, shape, or form should you ever freak out. Stocks are a little changed heading into Obama's speech tomorrow night. Obama's going to get on Google Plus and do a chat afterwards. I know you're saying Google Plus has chats? I guess so. I guess so. Stocks a little changed. Home prices rise in 88% of U.S. cities as the recovery is gaining some steam. No signs of slowing in the month of December. Average house in the United States, 178900 bucks, up 10% over the same period last year. It's a pretty big increase. If we hit sequestration, there's a pretty good chance that the uh, economy slows to a recession. Keep in mind, the fourth quarter was recessionary. It was not good. Now, it may get revised differently in the next coming weeks, days, months, but it's pretty anemic out there. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Please, please, find me on Facebook. On the group page, I Hate Rob Black, or the fan page, Cron4 Rob Black. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show is my handle. Take care. Have a good day. Here's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.